0: All right, welcome to the first installment of NFL Unwrapped, brought to you by Unwrapped Sports Network. My name is Alex. Joined here by Christian. How you doing, bud? We're
1: doing great, man. My Rams beat the Cowboys. The Lakers are in the Western Conference Finals, while the Clippers only nurse a two-point lead as we start this in Game Seven of their series. So, uh, I'm a very happy man right now, rocking my Brett Favre right here with the white on. You know, Alex always looks so. He's got like $6,000 worth in just that hat and shirt right there. Don't be fool people. Alex really got it like that. So I had to come with, you know, got this for my birthday. You know, I don't wear this every day. So, you know, I'm feeling good. though. I'm excited to get on here and uh, really talk about what happened this week. I think there's a lot of good narratives going on in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, real quick. if that, if If, you know... Thank you for giving me some credit to my to my outfits. Every time somebody in and covers me on a podcast, they're like, "Oh, I'm wearing this white and black shirt and a hat just to cover Alex." I'm like, "Man, I got a little more color than that. I got, I got a little purple going today." Um, but before we get into the real fun stuff with the NFL Week One, which thank goodness it's here, uh, I want to start off with a huge shout out to our partner MyBookie.ag. It is a phenomenal betting uh, platform. They have a lot of specials. You know, they had the uh, Chiefs plus fifty four spread for the Monday Night Special. You know they have a lot of things like that. I've been with my bookie since before this uh, partnership, so uh, I definitely recommend it one hundred and ten percent. They have so many different props. Uh, definitely use our code USN one hundred to get a hundred percent sign up bonus. I know Christian definitely took full advantage of that. Uh, Ooh,
1: five hundred free dollars, people! Easy, easy, easy. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: plus I mean, fifty four as well. Opening day. And and I, today I'm up 10-1, so I'm sure I'm sure my bookies a little mad. They got to be paying me right now. Uh, and also a huge huge shout out to RX Hemp, a product that I use so much. Uh, I love the cooling, the cool therapy one. I use it after every intense uh, leg day, anything intense like shoulders. Just clears eighty five percent of the soreness, but to get further details, be sure to DM me underscore Alex Valadez. I use all the products and I get it in my CBD regimen. That's rxhemp.com with code rxhemp usn to get 10% off your entire order. And you get that on top of the current special on the 500 milligram, um, Containers that are uh, normally seventy nine ninety nine, you get them for thirty nine ninety nine plus the ten percent. So definitely take advantage of that. Uh, it's a product I definitely firmly believe in. It's something I very much enjoy. So uh, go ahead and uh, check that out as well. Um, but yeah, man, let's let, let's get right into week one because we got a lot to cover right. today. Third. Uh- <laughs> Thursday night football. We had the Houston Texans going against the Kansas City Chiefs, which, you know, unless you doubted uh, my bookies' bet, you know, they they weren't going to lose to the Texans by 55. But we had a phenomenal performance by rookie Clyde Edwards Alaire, even though, you know, someone on this podcast is a a truther of one of their lesser known running backs. Darwin
1: Thompson time. No touches. (laughs) No problem,
0: baby. <laughs> but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he was he he got the the full workload right off the bat. He showed he could handle the workload. You know, he had a little bit of trouble in the uh, at the goal line, but the fact that Andy Reid was willing to keep on feeding them at the goal line, that was phenomenal. Didn't get involved in the passing game, which just makes it even. Uh, just a little tip of the iceberg in terms of what we can expect from him in this offense. And, and then Mahomes, Kelsey, they did their thing. Tyreek Hill, you know, he didn't come out till the second half to really get involved there. And the Texans, besides David Johnson's contributions to my fantasy team, that, t- that offense looks abysmal. I mean,
1: yeah, that offensive line, I mean, Laramie is the highest paid offensive tackle in the game, and it does I can name you like offensive tackles I'd rather have before him. So uh, it's it's really hard for me to see, especially DeAndre Hopkins now in Arizona, and we'll get to that later in, in his performance. But I mean I felt like this game should have been closer. I mean, I definitely took there was some garbage time, you know, with the Texans and, and the Chiefs kind of taking their foot off the gas. But I really felt like the Texans, you know, they kind of took a step forward in my opinion. Not a huge step forward, but The running back position was abysmal. David Johnson looks like, you know, he's back-ish. You know, he had that touchdown. And even without a good offensive line, I think his performance was really, really good. So who knows if he's really back at 100%. But like I said, I just felt like this game was supposed to be closer than it was. But the Chiefs are still looking like, you know, it's them and the Ravens in that division of who's going to make it out. So really good Thursday night game. But it was a little bit of a snoozer, I will say, for most of it up until uh, the very end. So... That's kind of my analysis on the game. Um, where do you see the Texans finishing the end of the season? Do you still think they're a playoff caliber team, or do you think there's just a l- too many holes right now?
0: Yeah, I think there's too many holes. I mean, I'm a huge fan of what Brandon Cooks can do in this offense. You know, he, he had that quad injury, which, you know, obviously limited his snaps. Uh, so I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, totally fall off the wagon there. I mean, I did put some money on it. I mean, I have uh Brandon cooks. If you guys follow me on Twitter, underscore Alex Valdez, I post my player props and my player futures and Brandon cooks over five and a half touchdowns and over 801 yards. So I definitely expect a little bit more than that for, um, I definitely expect him to hit that. I mean, he's hit a thousand yards, four times in his young career. So, uh, I think just the recent injury history he's had has kind of made people kind of fall off fall out of love with him but yeah overall I think the Texans will you know they'll 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 compete but I don't think they'll make the playoffs
1: yeah I agree and it kind of sucks too because they have so much leverage Dolphins, at least through the end of this year so it's kind of like my Rams you know giving the Ramsey away giving those picks away to Ramsey we're not going to be drafting in the first round again next year too but Albeit, I think we're going to be a little bit more of a competitive team than the Houston Texans. And uh, we'll, we'll get to how their their game one performance was uh, in a little bit. But, yeah, I agree with you on there. I don't know if it's um, – I mean, yeah, they need offensive line. Their tight ends are very old. I mean, I know Atkins had a touchdown, but they're just so depleted up there. J.J. Watt definitely looks better than he was before. But I've, I've said it for years. I thought they should move on from J.J. Watt and that massive salary. So – I just think there's a lot of question marks they don't really have. I don't have Tyron Matthew, they had Tyron Matthew for a year. He's basically a rental in that backfield, but no one really uh, that I care about on the Houston Texans defense. So um, hats off to Matt. If he is watching this, probably not, you know, Houston sports is a, uh, in a little bit of a disarray. kind of reminds me of LA <laughs> years and years ago. And the Lakers sucked, Dodgers sucked, And everyone's just shit. So, um, you know, hats off to them, but, Deshaun Watson got paid. I guess that's going to be the silver lining, but I don't think his story is going to be what Mahomes is. I think Mahomes is going to be chasing Super Bowls for the next decade, and I think the Houston Texans would be lucky to be in the conversation maybe once in, in you know three four years.
0: Yeah, and then one final point on this game before we switch over. Uh, well, two. One is I think the Chiefs, the way they're set up, the fact that you know they've been able to make get all these extensions done with, like, limited cap space, which we all thought was, oh, that's it. Their window's going to start to close a little bit. But I genuinely believe that this team could be the gatekeeper that the New England Patriots were for the last decade in the AFC. Now, I'm not saying the Rams won't be there, but I just – I'm leaning towards the Chiefs as being that. And also, J.J. Watt, just come over with your brothers and and, and let's do something special, just in in case you somehow I would like that. Yeah, though all like all that. three Watt brothers in one team—that's
1: that—I'd love to see that. Who cares about the fullback, bro? That position is dead. Just just like having a kicker in fantasy, the fullback just go use one of your defensive tackles, bro. It's the same thing.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure your Rams would love to use Aaron Donald in that position, but Fuck next no. game, <laughs> next game we got the Jets and the Bills. Not really a surprise, honestly. I mean, we all know that the Jets are just a disastrous mess. Adam Gase is too – I don't think he's blinked since the time he's been there. Uh, his relationship with Le'Veon Bell is probably as jacked up as his hamstrings are right now. Like It's it's not uh, looking great. Denzel Mims and Bell are on the IR for the next three weeks. That team that could have shown some promise. I know you're a big USC guy. You know, Donald's shown yeah. flashes of potential, but really stunted by it's the hard. system. And, and Josh Allen – for, uh, I believe it's his first 300-yard game. He did put the ball on the ground a few times, but you know, I did see some improvements on him. I know that you know, especially from some people in our network, there's a lot of uh, scrutiny based on uh, the way that uh, Josh Allen performs. But you know, he he played well in this game. You know, he he is aggressive. He but played okay.
1: Just,
0: yeah, he he. I just think a lot of those plays were just him trying to be too aggressive, and and that kind of reminds me of when uh the bills play the texans and he tried lateraling it to uh dawson knox in like the third quarter yeah. like i just think he's he's trying to do a little bit too much oh geez oh, okay
1: yeah i think he uh i think he's a little bit too cagey right now i think he had a i don't know if you saw that play where he had that rollout pass to the left and he had stefan Diggs just dead wide open in the back of the end zone and over literally was like <laughs> I can't even explain it. Like if your little brother was right in front of you, you just try to peg him with the baseball, like just threw it way, way, way too hard. So I'd call it squirreliness call. it I mean, inaccuracy. I know Corey has his, uh, 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 sorry, has his uh, opinions on Josh Allen, but uh, you know, I, I definitely would like to have seen them uh, win by a little bit more. I think that their offense has the potential. I mean, Devin Singletary, even though he is a fumble machine, I think him and Zach Moss just put up such a pitiful pitiful performance. I think the Bills' offensive line is mediocre, but still with all the weapons they have now on the edge. I mean, John Brown, too. Let's talk about John Brown for a second. He had his first 1,000-yard uh, receiving season in his career, I think, last season. He definitely 1,000 last season. And, you know, you bring in Stephon Diggs and you think, okay, his production is going to go down a little bit. You know, I think John Brown is going to see the exact same season this year, if not an improved season because, okay, now you have Stephon Diggs out there. Defense is going to be a lot more spread out. Cole Beasley can actually be Cole Beasley and that's the number three wide receiver and you have two talented backs. So I just would like to see a little bit more out of Josh Allen, whether that's um, increasing the completion percentage or just actually throwing the ball and scoring a touchdown. But in terms of fantasy, in terms of the box score, it's always going to look very attractive from Josh Allen, but he's going to get you those points on the ground. He, I think has the most rushing touchdowns over the last two seasons out of any quarterback. I want to say it's 18 right now. So good for him, but same kind of thing with Darnold. I like Darnold's arm, but I just want to see more consistency over a long stretch of time. At least Sam Darnold, he has the out where he's like, okay, I have effing no one around me. I hate Corey because now Frank Gore is actually fantasy relevant. And we <laughs> yeah, had that joke, oh, I'll draft Frank Gore. If you had Frank Gore right now, you're probably looking pretty smart. I don't know. Who else they had a running back? I want to see me like Elijah McGuire or something like that. Lizzie McGuire, whoever, but well, Michael you know, <laughs> I have no clue who the hell that is. And I, 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 I love practice squad. I mean, let's talk about possible replacements. to me. You still have Devonta Freeman, uh, who is a free agent. I would love to grab him off your dynasty team. If you're bored of holding him for me, um, If you want to make that trade Alex anytime, please hit my phone. <clears throat> but I don't even know what the Jets should do. They should just sit back. I mean, they have the first round picks from the Seahawks, which is going to be probably one of the later picks, but there's a lot of talent. I mean, you have a uh, old boy out of Oregon, Penelope. So I don't want to say his last name, but he could be one of those players who could come in there. And oh, they signed Balazs, should They signed Bilash. I think Bilash was hurt, though, correct? Um, uh, no, when they tried ago. to trade
0: for him, the physical didn't go through, but that's what they, it was.
1: Yeah. That's great, so, though. I, I would like Edwin, think, Edwin to. Yeah, right.
0: I think I'd average more yards behind the Giants' offensive line than Bellage did against for the Dolphins all of last year.
1: That's that's embarrassing, and you're also hyping yourself up just, just a little <laughs> bit. Um, but I think the Jets could actually be be really good and just tank this year, get some draft capital. There's so many; they're probably going to end up releasing Le'Veon Bell or doing something with them because it's either going to be Gase goes, which I think. Uh, NFL Twitter would just be ecstatic if uh, Adam Gates gets fired. But I think more likely than not, Le'Veonville gets released. They try to do some cap maneuvering this next year. They have a lot of picks. So, you know, uh, last year's the Miami Dolphins tank. This year it's probably going to be Jaguars and the Jets. But, you know, I think it's going to go Dolphins, Jaguars, and then Jets next year as the teams who tank for like uh, the incumbent quarter or hopefully not quarterback because I am a USC homer. But um, that's how I kind of feel about the situation. Bill's. I still think they're a playoff team, but would just like to see more consistency out of Josh Allen.
0: Yes. Next game in the docket, we have the Green Bay Packers going against the Vikings, 43, 24. Aaron Rodgers is on that revenge tour, and I had said right. that in the morning, but he really put it on the money yet yeah, that on Sunday. That was an amazing performance, just slinging it all around. Even Alan Lazard got involved. I mean, that that was fantastic. I mean, that's the Aaron Rodgers that, you know, we were hoping to see few years ago when when, when Mike McCarthy was kind of blowing that team up a little, not blowing that team up, but not putting Aaron Rodgers in a great position. Uh, but yeah. yeah, with the Vikings, Cook got signed long-term. That's great. I don't know how competitive they're really going to be in this division. I mean, I I don't have them making the playoffs, to be honest. But what do you think on this game and then hot takes on that?
1: So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not hot on the Vikings at all. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy very happy for Dalvin Cook. I think he has the potential, if he stays healthy, to be like the most dynamic running back. As I've seen with like Zeke and Saquon a little bit, I feel like they've kind of lost their edge a little bit athletically. Like Saquon Barkley out of college was just doing incredible stuff. And now he's definitely more to the ground. But I think Dalvin Cook, even with his injuries, has not really lost a step at all athletically. You know, maybe with the more carries, we'll see that this year. He kind of slows down a little bit. I think Zeke, too, has kind of bulked up since he's been a rookie. You know, he has that that stomach tat that looks a little bit different now uh, than it did last season. But, yeah, not big on the Vikings at all. And I just feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, he has these miraculous performances. But think if they had taken, you know, um, uh, I think they could have stayed at their position and taken Brandon Ayuk and, instead of trading uh, up and getting Jordan Love. So they probably could have scored – you know, a better wide receiver and then to go running back with their trade up and go running back with their skin pick, who is now their third string running back and barely got any Jamal Williams was still the second string running back, obviously, uh, for the Green Bay Packers. So I just would like to see him get some more help. And I don't think it's coming. So um just it's just a sad situation because I think they play off team. But Jordan Love is their third string. Maybe he wins the second string job at some point this season. But you trade it up to get a quarterback that for all signs should be your, your next man up. And it's just, a, it's just a team in purgatory, even more than the Vikings. It's like, you have this superstar quarterback, you have the guy who's there, but he's really not the guy. And I think even the Packers kind of know now that they've reached on Jordan love. I think that's pretty obvious from all the things I've seen from camp. It's not even like drew lock where they kind of played him down a little bit. Like he's not doing well at all. Like there is not, Oh, he throws an amazing ball. It's like, he just can't figure out the offense. So I really feel bad for the Packers. You know, maybe they come in and get to lose to the 49ers or someone else, you know, in, in the cha- in the divisional championship next year. But uh, it, revenge toward that's great for fantasy. But like I said, I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. I just feel sad. You know, they're like a, a boat with, you know, one, one row. They just keep kind of going in a circle over and over and over, no, not going forward, not really going backwards. So it's just a whatever game for me.
0: For sure. And the next game was definitely a doozy, definitely uh affected me on the gambling side. The yeah. Washington football team beats the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. Jeez. I mean, look, I know the Eagles offensive line is banged up, like banged up. Miles Sanders didn't play, but I mean, Eagles had the lead. Right. And Washington just got it going. I mean, that defensive line, Montez Sweat, uh, I believe Kerrigan saw on that line, Chase and- Young. And Chase Young that was incredible performance by that, that, that defensive line. And, you know, Haskins did enough to, you know, get their team to, uh to get the victory, you know, keeping your boy Alex right. Smith on the bench.
1: <laughs> Bionic but, leg needs to rest a little more.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, ugh, the way he has that, that wrapped and braced, I definitely don't want to see him on the football field yet. Uh, oh, so kind
1: of like big Ben's arm when he's not playing.
0: Uh no, he's just you know uh oiling the the, the mechanic arm, you know, trying to get the 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 power in there. But are you worried about the Eagles having such a surprising loss?
1: A hundred percent I'm worried. I mean the Washington whatevers are just outside their defensive line, which is just effing scary, you know, their defensive backfield is pretty porous. They're don't have Darius Geis now on, the, on their running back core. Bryce Love, anyone thought he was going to be. Antonio Gibson's kind of the only guy that gets a lot of hype, but even him, he's not a three-down back. He's not a starting wide receiver. He's kind of just, you know, Trell tra- um, Pryor-ish in that sense, where you can kind of just deploy him everywhere except for quarterback Trell Pryor could do that too. But uh, Ron Rivera is a real-life superhero. Yeah, no, I, I think he he's definitely doing – he's the only adult in the room, man. I mean, your upper management has that sex scandal. There's – just so many things there, but he came in. I mean, he made the hard decision with guys, a lot of NFL teams, you know, remember the Washington Redskins were the ones who put in the waiver claim for Reuben Foster when he got cut by the 49ers for the domestic, uh, domestic assault stuff. So, you know, to now turn the clock over a couple of years, Darius guys, which is still allegations at this point, you know, I probably more likely than not that they are true, but still just allegations at this point. And a lot of mm-hmm. NFL team, I mean, he doesn't even, he's even on the, com- the commissioners exemplist right now. So, in theory, yeah. someone could pick him up and he could play. Ron Rivera, you know, putting his putting his ironclad nuts on the line, made the decision that an adult has to do for the culture for this team. And I don't think anyone's really expecting anything out of the the waste management Washington team. And you <laughs> know, they're just going to tank. That's a way <laughs> You know, I, I've that later. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said that for a while that there's potentially going to be two Ohio State quarterbacks on uh, the Washington team next year, whatever the Red Tails, um, but. You know, I I will say I was pleasantly surprised by Haskins. I think he slightly outplayed Carson Wentz. I think it was so frustrating for me to be playing golf and be like, dope, Carson Wentz has 14 points. And I put my phone away. And then I look and the game's over and he somehow has like 13.6. Like he went back in two quarters and scored negative uh, half a point. So I'm very worried about them. I don't think we can make the case right now it's like, oh my God, Carson Wentz is throwing to all these guys. Carson Wentz had two interceptions. Like that's unacceptable. Yeah, it's game one and I'm not gonna like completely burn my bridge on Carson Wentz, but they need to do something. Like they need to shore up the offensive line. I mean, they already have um their left tackle from last year, Peters, who's like thirty nine, who's basically gonna retire, was a free agent. They brought him back to play, back with left tackle, now he's their starting guard because Brooks hurt himself. So yeah, I have a lot of questions for this team. I think, if I remember correctly, I had the Eagles making the playoff in our initial prediction we had. I don't see them as a playoff team right now. Granted, Washington's the only team in their division that has a win right now. Luckily, the other three teams did lose. So, you know, maybe they sneak in and make the playoffs. Yeah, but what's the point of making the playoffs when you're 8-8 eight and eight and you're not the the Giants and you really have a chance to win, win the Super Bowl? So, that's my take on that. Um that division is just in disarray. The entire division is just chaotic for them.
0: Yeah, and by the way, Carson Wentz got sacked eight times, so that man had could not breathe in that pocket for a second. Um, right, but I am gonna just as a little a little risky bet. I mean, I am I am gonna put a little bet on the Redskins to make the playoffs. Just, just wow, before. off just, of the Rod yeah.
1: Rivera nod.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Ron Rivera. And I, hey, I I went with the, the Popovich nod on them going over their win total in the bubble. And I was right. And everybody thought I was dumb.
1: <laughs> I didn't think anything because I don't look at your props. They are, it's complete chaos. You're like, I'm 197 to 170. And 100. Like that, that just is so, it's like you being in 18 dynasty league or 18 fantasy football leagues. Like, there's just so much cross contamination there. Like I, I, it makes me stressed out even thinking about your your fantasy situation. Just a live update right now: the Denver Nuggets are up eighty-two to seventy-four on the Clippers right now at the end of the third quarter. I, I'm a little bit mind blowing. This is NFL right now, but um, just wanted to give give an update to people who might have betting on that game.
0: Well, just a little heads up, I had two separate parlays on this game. One of them was Moneyline on uh, Heat and Nuggets. So if that hits, uh, I'm going to be even more drippier the next episode. Um, next game, another disappointing game, one that really effed me in the um, Survivor games. You know the survival uh, betting games they have? They have it on myboogie.com where you pay $10 and you have to pick a team every week.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I did the World Series of um, like fantasy. You're number two.
0: No, no, I, I I paid for two lineups and I picked the Eagles and then I picked the Colts. So I lost them in week one already. <laughs> the Colts 27 20 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, the team wow. that we all thought was tanking, a team that, you know, we all They're thought tanking. was going Clint- to. They are, but they're sucking at it. Like, right. what an impressive victory against the Colts. And by the way, real quick shout-out to Minshew. He threw a dime to Chark in the end zone. Yeah. There was defenders, like, in the air. Like, he literally had to just do a perfect little drop right there, and he hit that. And very impressed with that. James Robinson, if I'm getting his name correct, is the running back who got basically all the carries – for that position. So it looks like that's the guy that they're going to roll for uh, as the bell cow for this offense. But yeah, the Jaguars, I mean, look, they look great out there. I, you know, could this be a week one wonder? And then it was the Colts blunder. We didn't have preseason. So a lot of these teams, maybe that are a little older, whatever the case may be, might've had a situation, but yeah, the Colts looked abysmal. I mean, T.Y. Hilton had a few horrible, horrible drops at at moments where that's where you expect him to be, and yeah. I mean, I was so blown away by this game. I mean, at first, it looked like they were really getting it going. I mean, uh, right. Hines was on fire, but yeah, what, what, what's and the NFC owners that game?
1: shrug around the world when uh, <laughs> he scores those two touchdowns? I know it was. I, I remember getting the updates on my phone. I'm like, bro, like, if, how many people have them in our dynasty league? But like, that's how like niche it was but I mean he had Marlon Mack going down I think he's out for the whole season I want to say with a um wow I want to say it was a knee but you know that's going to be huge obviously they do have Jonathan Taylor but I think the Jonathan Taylor truthers kind of woke up and he didn't even have a great game either granted Jacksonville's defense is still decently good they still have um oh boy UCLA who's a Miles Jack who's their linebacker he's still pretty stout I know they have a couple other pieces there but I think this is the dangers of one, Lawrence at, at Colts Law, and two, the training camp videos of Phillip Rivers throwing the 46 yard dime to T.Y. Hilton because who knows how many times they f that play up because they should have easily dog walked the Jaguars. I think if we went team by team, except the Miami Dolphins, I even think the Miami Dolphins should still beat the Jaguars. Every NFL team has a better roster than the Jaguars. In terms of talent, like I know you said, they're tanking, but they won. The management is tanking. There's no coach in the NFL in college that even if they want to lose, they're going to call a game plan to actually lose. Like, they're not going to be fourth and one and, like, spike the ball. Like, it's just so, like, purposeful and just, like, so against the game. So, shouts out to the coaches to actually, like, stick with him. be like, hey, FU management, we're going to go out there and we're going to win. Now, I do think maybe in the back of their head when you see Trevor Lawrence, who is, like, the Cadillac, you know, Ferrari of NFL draft picks. Perry, get off my screen. Um, you know, you 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 maybe you want them to like pull up and lose, but you know, I could definitely smell a fifteen or fourteen game losing streak, you know, just brewing for the Jaguars right now. But Col- I think mean, the Colts. I mean, sh- do you even consider putting Jacoby Brissett back in there? I feel like Brissett. Can do something similar to Philip Rivers granted I think their money. You have
0: but... to let Rivers have a couple games, like the Trubisky situation. You have to let him have a couple games, even if it's <laughs> At a least dud. He put up
1: stats last game or this past week.
0: Oh, by the way, there's an amazing set I read that might make you shit your pants on live off that game, by the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, very surprising for the Colts. I thought they were a team that defensively looked fantastic on paper. Uh, Their offense, I thought the receiving core could be one that, you know, was very, very deep, but, you know, it's week one, you know, it's the week of overreaction. So that's just what we're giving you. Uh, Next game, Ravens and the Browns, 38-6. Baker Mayfield has more commercials than he probably has wins in his career. Uh, And the Baltimore Ravens keep it going, man. Big trust. Uh, Lamar Jackson continues to improve as a passer. He just made it look easy. And the Browns they were just shit in the bed pun intended
1: right Odell pun and so as someone who took him as someone who took Mike Evans and Odell in back-to-back picks in our redraft league um yeah I'm definitely getting the runs right now I'm just thinking about setting my lineup for the next week because you know you is Odell a hey yo <laughs> did what I what I beat you last week I didn't even see no nah, I was gonna bad. beat you. Yeah. you you are lucky I was gonna beat you <laughs> with you. <I'm>
0: gonna text <laughs> and be like yeah uh, that's collusion
1: it is what it is. Caleb can put a 160 burden me when I barely score. I was right on TJ Hawkinson. Carry-on Johnson was just a drinking on the golf course before 7 a.m. decision. I will not make that mistake again. I, as the coach of my fantasy team, take that loss person. I mean, Mike Evans put me in a really bad situation up and just effing getting hurt, you know, right before the game. I didn't so him. um I still think Bro, he text has me, man. <laughs> I was I had like ten percent on my phone at kickoff at the golf course and I got new clubs, man. It's a hard process. Don't let me get into this. But like, <laughs> honestly, uh, if you guys are smart and you like to gamble, I'll give you a little bit of advice with the, my bookie, you know, put the code in USN and if you want some free money with some of my free money, I put a bet on the Ravens plus 600 to win the championship this year. So I put 50 bucks on it. I think the Ravens win the super bowl. That's my hot take. So if you guys are into putting your long – if you have your bookie dust, to lets you put in the Super Bowl odds, lock in the Ravens right now because I think they are a Super Bowl team. The, I mean, regardless of Baker Mayfield shitting the bed, Odell, um, pun intended. But I still think that they are – the Browns are so talented, even without Baker playing well. It should have been a closer game than this. I know we had the plus 54 for the Chiefs, but imagine if they gave us plus 54 for the Browns. We probably for a second would have been sweating it when the Ravens just kept rounding up the touchdowns because – for a while it looked like the Ravens were going to win by like 50 points against the Browns. So I then the Browns were going to score for a while. And I think we'll go over the, you know, the next week game, but I think Baker Mayfield in week two is in a do or die situation against the Bengals next week. The Del pun Yes. <laughs> um, he's going to It's just sad. I mean, it really is sad. I really think the Cleveland Browns are going to be looking for a quarterback next year. Trey Lance fired up. Is he the answer? I think so. Baker Mayfield
0: there though. Don't don't send him to quarterback graveyard, man. Don't do that. That's your boy too.
1: Come on, Trey Lance is Trey Lance is a better quarterback right now than Baker Mayfield and Dak Prescott. We'll discuss that later. um, Dak (laughs) Prescott is not a starting quarterback. Um, But
2: realistically, the Ravens
1: look really nice. I mean, they got rid of Earl Thomas, and I thought that was going to be a bigger blow than it was. But you know, didn't even skip a beat. I really think the, the Cleveland Browns, I have no clue what's going to fix that franchise. Like, literally, I have no clue. It's, they loaded up on talent, their defense. I think Miles Garrett potentially can be a defensive player of the year if he gets his head screwed on straight, let alone, like, the talent. They have a cream hunt, too. They just got him out of nowhere. They have one of the best running back backfields. Perry will speak to their offensive line. That's just amazing now, per him. So, you know... It, it, it is what it is. I, I I have no answer for the Browns. I, before the season, I would have told you to take the over, whatever Vegas tells you. I thought the Browns are going to be a playoff team. I don't think that anymore. I really have to look at the division and really maybe put your uh, shit-ass Steelers in there. But uh, yeah. uh,
0: and,
1: I have a, and,
0: I, and I got a new title, too, for this year. Yo, oh, by the way, no actually, comment. we'll we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think Baker, Baker is just this this season away from being the backup quarterback for Derek uh, Carr or something. This some somehow some way, John Gruden will 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 see value in Baker and be like, I want him. Let's pay him six million to sit on the bench next to He's my Kind of guy. <laughs> and let's go with the Raiders next game. Raiders thirty 34- four. Thirty against the Panthers wow Jacobs wait hold on incredible it, he had a phenomenal game I, I actually want to pull up the stats because he was and by the way I, I'm on a fantasy team um Josh Jacobs 93 yards three touchdowns four reception four receptions for 46 yards I mean he was their offense I mean I I would have liked to see a little bit more of Edwards getting involved with uh, Williams being out. But actually, real quick, since I know Perry's watching, I wonder how Waller did.
1: Oh, oh, Waller? You mean the best tight end in the NFL?
0: You mean the the number one tight end in fantasy?
1: Stop. We all know there's things called Cinderella seasons. That's when... You get the perfect storm. You get the LSU playing the national championship in New Orleans, down the street. Sometimes perfect storms happen. Last year with the Raiders, Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, people who just had massive usage upticks in certain portions of the year, benefited now that, you know, the run game is the only thing. And Henry, is Henry Ruggs out? I know he got hurt during the game. Is He he did fine, question mark, LOL. But did he do great? Did Did he do better than TJ Hawkinson, for instance? Someone that I got, like, way later in the draft no he didn't because Darren Waller is a good tight end who happened to benefit from a really great situation but as leaders start putting more pieces into their offense before now because here's the thing Gruden and Carr do not match up I think Derek Carr is on his way out but the offensive line the running back eight targets six receptions I'll take that okay it is what it is. Perry's 40 good. With Forty-five yards. Greater, greater value brand tight ends. You know, he's great with mediocrity. I guess whatever. But people like T.J. Hawkinson, who actually can ball and put up touchdowns. Those are the people that we're going to focus on in terms of fantasy. But I would think that Teddy Bridgewater. It was a pretty, pretty good performance for a game one. You have no real off season, You don't have the time to really mesh. You have a new coach in there who's got a lot of people out. Luke Keekly, retired the only quarterback who had experience there was Kyle Allen, who uh, Ron Rivera got for a six-round pick in a trade. So I'm really not that upset with how Teddy Bridgewater played. I thought that pass that uh, uh, Robbie Anderson was really good. I, I liked that drive to get them back into the game. Um, and I just think given, let's say this game happened week 10, I think the Panthers win. I just think it takes more time for their team to gel. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to like, hey, the Panthers won the Super Bowl, but I think they're a little bit better than people expect. And I think the Raiders just going to continue to get worse as the season goes on. And that's just going to be because they have so many holes just completely across their team, quarterback, tight end, you know, other positions.
0: Yeah, no. and, And Teddy two gloves. I mean, the composure on that drive and like, I mean, he made this a game He made this a game. So I, I definitely think Teddy Bridgewater impressed me now, you know, again, week one overreaction, but, uh, I I was very impressed with it. Now can he keep this up and and convince Matt Roll not to put PJ Walker in later? I'm kidding. But I think Teddy Bridgewater did exceptionally well not having a preseason, kind of just going to the park and passing to these guys and just going to practice. So uh yeah, I agree with you. I think the Panthers in a Week 10 matchup would have would have definitely uh, knocked this. I mean, quote-unquote, McCaffrey had a, a down game for yards, if you can believe that, considering how many fa- fantasy points he scored. So he wasn't even uh, at his full cap or near that. So, yeah, good win by the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, just keep on giving that man the ball. That, that shoulder is not bum anymore.
1: No. I have a question for you, though. Comparing, I know Week 1, you're, you're, you don't want to jump the gun. Robbie Anderson over DJ Moore. Do you think there's validity to Anderson being the number one in Carolina? I mean, I think DJ Moore is definitely the more talented wide receiver, but it just seems like Anderson's the one who's the more competent wide receiver in terms of being a pro.
0: See, I actually feel like DJ Moore is the more complete receiver, whereas Robbie Anderson is a strong receiver, but he is more of a burner. He likes to be in that type of role in the offense. And that's why I think he'll probably – he probably won't be the number one in terms of target share and, and, and yardage and like that, but the fact that Bridgewater felt comfortable going deep to him, I love to see that. DJ Moore had a, a quiet game of sorts, but I think DJ Moore is going to be like that possession guy, whereas and Robbie Anderson is going to be like Teddy Two Gloves guy to go deep because I mean they connected and Robbie Anderson had great body control on that play to, to really put himself in a position to not uh, get tackled um, when, when he broke that that I think seventy yard touchdown.
1: But so, just want to give an update. The Clippers are now down 15 points with eight minutes left. I, uh, I it hurts me because I I did take a live uh on that game, so (laughs) I I am kind of hurting right now, but I would just be so happy if they lose. Um, yeah, but back to back to football now. Yeah, like I said, I think DJ Moore really kills it on the underneath routes when you look at his rookie season when he had that like week 10 through week 16 run he basically was taking under routes directly to the crib so you know maybe the more they're gonna kind of feed off each other like I said about Stefan Diggs and John Brown maybe the more that Anderson gets into this offense kind of takes the top off um will help more kind of on the underneath but I was kind of thinking with David uh Devin Funchess right I just saw someone come in there um I thought Funchess would probably take the number two role it seems that like Valdez Scantling might be the number two over Lazard in Green Bay um I think that Robbie Anderson actually has the potential to be the number one in terms of fantasy points on the Panthers just because I think that he is a slightly more ready to, uh, DJ Moore. I mean, I, I know you know the the clip with Steven Smith, um, where he comes over, he's like, Hey, man, should I start DJ Moore on my fantasy? Team? That's hilarious. You know, and, got, and he kind of goes over there, but you know, DJ Moore is like one of those guys that you can kind of mentally get into his head, you know, and he's just, yeah, he's been in the league a couple of years, but he's not like Lamar, where Lamar has been in the league, you know two years going on his third where he's so mature and DJ Moore has been in the league a little bit longer and Clippers are fakers, whoo, nice. Um, and, you know, I, I just think DJ Moore needs to grow up a little bit. I think maybe Robbie Anderson coming in there and, and really outshining him for a couple weeks might get under his butt, which is kind of my, my thought process behind that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think, I mean, the, Curtis Samuel too is, is, is a receiver that I think in, in some weeks could have that kind of step-up game. So, I mean, they have they have receivers on this team so right. just teddy two just gotta just has to get the ball to them in space Bro now
1: i can't even i can't even talk smack because i wear two gloves when i golf so it, it's a trend man mm-hmm. get on it like uh, is i that got the 20 thing? palms bro oh, got gotcha, yeah gotcha. i'm telling you it, it's like wearing two condoms the the feeling real man like it's just so much grip like it's it, it's unreal try it <laughs>
0: I was going to make a joke, but I'd rather not put that business out there. I wish this next game we would have had it. We would have had it um, if we would have picked on it, because I know you and I know Corey would have picked the Detroit Lions in this one. But I had the Bears in this one. I did. I did. And they came through for me. And there's supposedly a stat now. I feel like I'm going to look it up later because I don't want to misquote it, but apparently Trubisky had like one of the top five best performances in the fourth quarter in terms of st- statistic-wise, which is hilarious because if you look at Trubisky's like major stats, it's his comeback games. But if you think about it, he's coming back because he's almost always down or not except for that one yeah. year where they were like a threat. But other than that, he's always coming uh, from behind. But wow, I mean, I was – even without Allen Robinson being like that big factor in this game, they were they were getting it done. And Dave Montgomery wasn't really putting in the work there. And huge huge uh, uh, prayers to DeAndre Swift. I'm sure he's probably beating himself up for dropping that game winning touchdown. That's got to be brutal. Um, I have no idea how that feels like. I never drop it in the end zone, but like you know, for for a rookie, that's got to be brutal. <laughs>
1: Alex had 9,000 receptions in his freshman year for 1 million yards and 89,000 touchdowns, bro. Best season out of a Camarillo wide receiver. Just give me credit. Ever. Ever. I also am better than Taylor the One right now, having not played in about half a decade. So Exactly. Uh, we're, we're,
0: we're we're overhyping ourselves to make ourselves feel better that we're not playing in the bro. NFL.
1: Perry would tell me in high school, he's like, Christian, I'm a better offensive lineman than you. And he would be like all five foot ten, like hundred and six pounds, just like the the just just the funniest thing. And it used to get in my head so much, but uh now nah, it just is whatever. It's funny, it's comical. You know how Perry is.
0: Oh yeah. Oh Perry. Perry and his hot tapes.
1: <laughs> oh, just, I know the Rams are coming. Let's go. Oh,
0: I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but real quick, uh, the Lions, they blew a 24 point lead to the Bears last year. Now they, this year they blew a 23 point lead. So improvement, improvement.
1: Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, so. I just, the Lions are in, in in such disarray. It's same kind of thing, you know, with, uh, with the Browns. They just, they can't get it right. At least the quarterback position is there. It's just everything else around them. And you'd hope with Matt Patricia being there that the, the defense would be, you know, this, like, stout. You know, like at New England's defense last year in terms of fantasy, they were scoring more than everyone. I kind of hope that Patricia would bring something like that to the Lions. And, you know, the guy they had in there before Patricia went 9-7, and seven, and they fired him for Matt Patricia. And Matt Patricia has gone 9-23-1 since then. So, like when I had control of the Lions when we did the draft, I'm sending a pink sl- to Matt Patricia. If he wants to come to work or not, great. We're going to find Urban Meyer, whoever, and, and replace him. But I just think they're going to be in due for a new head coach and a whole new set of people this whole next year.
0: 100%. Yeah, that, that Matt Patricia tenure is going to be a very short-lived one. In Detroit, Seattle Seahawks, Falcons, Seahawks took care of business, 38-25. They finally let Wilson just throw the ball, not just because they're down phenomenal game four plus touchdowns this man has has, i believe he hasn't gotten a first place vote for mvp in his career which is insane i think you were the one that told me that Uh, or i don't know who was but i want them to let him just air it out they have jamal adams in the secondary now which i know he's not like gonna have a minka effect in terms of the coverages but just that he he would no no but what i'm saying is Adams is different in the way, like he was in the box, he was making big hits, like he was making right. his presence known for Seattle. And I think I, I, that's why I have him as a Super Bowl uh, in my Super Bowl prediction because I just think I'm not saying he's going to be like the best safety in the NFL, but I think his contributions to this defense. Because if we all know, Russell Wilson, fantasy wise, scores averages like eight points in the fourth quarter because he's always in a trying to battle for a lead or, or trying to come back. And I think with this defense things are going to start to change a little bit. I'm sure Jamal Adams is going to expect more from this team, you know, definitely more than what he allowed the jets to give him. But I just think with this team, it was so impressive to, to just see the play calling finally let Russell Wilson just air it out like that. And then real quick, shout out to the Falcons, 300 yard receivers, Julio Jones had 157 yards. Uh, my boy, Calvin Ridley, 130 yards, which again, he would have smoked you week one, but you, you ran from the smoke, you know, and then Russell Gage uh, over a hundred yards as well. So, I mean, I had a bet for Matt Ryan to lead the NFL in, in passing yards. He, yeah, I believe he's currently doing that right now. And the way that this offense throws and that defense plays, he is going to have ample opportunity to keep that going thoughts on this game.
1: So I think the Falcons are actually going to be a pretty good team this year. I, think they're starting to solve the pass rush issues. I would like to see, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. There's not really a lot of big free agents. Uh, Javion Clowney isn't even really a rusher. He's more of a run stopper. So um, I think they are a couple pieces away from being a Super Bowl team. But, man, those Seahawks look freaking good. DK Metcalf, man, he is, a, he is a beast. I mean, I think Tyler Lockett, too, he, they're a great complement with each other. I think they're very deep. Wide receiver core. I don't think they need to even add Antonio Brown. I think at this point they have such a great chemistry um, that they kind of don't need it. So um, really, really excited for that. I think Jamal Adams is bringing that Legion of Boom back. So I think that defense is much improved. I like. I would have liked them to see. I would have liked them to keep Jadavion Clowney because I think he really establishes a strong run presence up front. And I think the Seattle's defense could have worked him more into the past game. He only had like four and a half sacks last year. I want to say. I think he should probably more average around eight to nine with, with more tackles for loss. So I think it's actually a, a big uh, letdown from them, but you know, the Seahawks, they need to keep some room open for, for their porous offensive line. That's probably going to have banged up this year. So they need to keep more room open for that. But I am so excited. I hope this is Russell Wilson's MVP season. He is, he's a little bit robotic in terms of like liking him as a person, but he's just such a great guy. And so deserving of like all of the, great things in life. So I just, and he's been criminally, it's, I know Perry is a huge Damian Lillard homer, but I think it's similar to Dame where, where there's a lack of recognition, but I think Russell Wilson is actually an MVP level player. And I think this year he's the, he has the weapons to show it. Uh, Damian Lillard's not an MVP player. As now. Dame gets shafted from the all-star league where people are like, Oh, he definitely should have made it. Whereas Russell Wilson is always in the pro bowl, always in the first, second, third team NFL it's just oh he's he oh he missed the MVP. So it's the same kind of thing, just just there's levels to this shit.
0: By the way, before we go to the next game, I just want to give a quick note that our group chat is going nuts, and I guess playoff P PG 13% just hit the side of the backboard and the Clippers are gonna blow this.
1: <clears throat> I'm so happy. I'm LeBron is way... gonna win a championship. LeBron is gonna win a championship, bro. <laughs> I am so excited. By
0: the way, I did an alternate betting line on Jamal Murray. I'm Corey's gonna kill me for talking other sports on this podcast when we're when he listens to it. He's going be like what the hell's going on without me. Um I did an alternate line for Jamal Murray to score over 36 and a half points, which was paying like five dollars something. And he's at 33 points. And there's three minutes left, and I hope he does that because then your boy is going to be up so much money. I might, I might not even bet to just have Matt send me all the money. Um, Next
1: Bro, buy, game. My house, son. You must you <laughs> your money bags. Like, you trying to get into real estate, son? Get that get that back. Lakers, baby. I can't – yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, let's, let's get up to some football. Let's, ha- let's hammer this out. I want to get to this Cowboys. I'm ready. I'm feeling it. I'm itching.
0: Patriots, Dolphins, 21-11. Cam Newton was – I mean, hey, he – I'm sure the offense was wasn't flowing at the at the at the way they wanted to, because in the passing game, you know, Julian Edelman was a guy. Nikhil Harry had a costly fumble in the end zone for a touchback. Yeah. But Cam Newton, his energy, his leadership, it's showing it's Love showing it. that you can have a fun guy at quarterback for the New England Patriots. So I'm happy about that. And for the Dolphins, I think they're still two to three years away from being a, a good team, average right. team. So stop trying to snatch change Shaq Lawson. I don't know who you are, but you, you just got a giant contract. You Just buy yourself a chain. Don't do that. Come on.
1: And like Cam Newton, okay, I'm sorry you don't like his swagger, but he's literally liberated from the Panthers who just gave up on him. And he's actually in an offense that is molded to see him succeed. I just think it's so crazy that, you know, you look at first take, um, you know uh, undisputed they talk about how flexible josh mcdaniels and bill belichick are for really not forcing cam newton to do tom brady stuff and they just changed the whole offense and now they're using their creativity with a quarterback which i think is something bill belichick has wanted for a while deep deep down and now he finally gets it with an mvp level player because if cam newton is healthy i still think he can actually be a mvp level player um, but it's just funny to me because if you guys know football 90% or even 99% of all the coaches in America force kids' players to conform to their system where you look at the very pinnacle, the number one, the undisputed in terms of a coaching standpoint, the best organization for coaching. And they change everything to suit their players. I just think it's so funny because I've never in playing division one football, never that it's always you conform to them. It's just it it baffles me that more coaches don't try to tailor their playbook just like the patriots did. I mean, when the F did you ever see Tom Brady do a zone option or, you know, any of that kind of stuff? But shit, with no training camp, Bill Belichick and Josh Daniels had it ready to be deployed. So, I'm really excited to see the Patriots. I uh, I want to walk back some comments I said earlier. I think they're definitely better than I had previously expected. Uh their wide receiver core is is very very concerning to me uh over the long term, you know. I think they read Nikhil Harry because there was AJ Brown and uh DK Metcalf that still could have been uh you know drafted that could trade up and, and got him so I think missed with him but there's still there's still time for him to you know pick his game I think it's just mental too because he had some really blunderous plays last year too uh, from a mental error standpoint um, but going back to the Dolphins if two is healthy I want to see him get out there and play I mean that offense is just Ryan Fitzpatrick you know he does a very serviceable job but if two is healthy I really think it's in their better interest to get out there and actually try to play him because he needs this experience. I think the Dolphins have so many assets and I think there's a lot of bright spots on their team where, you know, maybe Odell wants to come down and play in Miami and then you get an offensive line together. And two is really the big, you know, the real deal in a year or two. Maybe we're talking about the Dolphins and two are winning an MVP, but you don't get there. It's similar to the Lakers when they brought in um, magic and they started clearing out assets and creating cap space. The Dolphins have done a great job. They have a shit ton of cap space. They can sign a lot. I mean, they did do those good deals um, to like Shaq Lawson and other people in the offseason. But the Dolphins, they needed, if they have a Ferrari in the garage and they got the oil change and they took it and all the parts are working fine, go out there and let him play. I've already started seeing on Twitter, which Twitter is now the high school of everything. And there's already links of, you know, Tua starting to get activated and starting, you know, to mentally getting prepared to play. So I just would like to see that sooner rather than later because. Like If he's healthy, why why keep him on the bench? And Joe Burrow's playing right away. We'll get to his uh, performance. Nuggets up 20. Wow. Thank so you for that, that day, team, Colt 45. Game. Yeah, I, I, oh, I appreciate man. that. But yeah, that's kind of my take on that game. I would like to see the Patriots win by a little bit more, but the Dolphins always, you know, they had that little... Uh, uh, they should have won by kind of 18. Of, yeah, they should have. But they tripped up the Patriots at the end of last season. I think that... The coaching staff is, you know, they really want to play the Patriots hard. I mean, they're, they're in the same division. The Dolphins really have no vented interest to tank. They got their quarterback. I mean, they still need offensive line. But, um, yeah, we'd like to have seen them win by, like, 18 or 21 because I think the Patriots are still that good, even with the opt-outs and all. Uh, Tom Brady being gone.
0: That's why I have them winning the division. Next game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers going against the Cincinnati Bengals, 16-13. I had the Bengals in this game, and let me tell you, when i saw bullock i believe bullock was his last name go to hold his calves after making that after flailing that kick i was like don't do that don't do right. that apparently he he had his he he held his wrong leg that hurt him after the fact or something i don't know there's some whole funny thing that i think even the bengal's to support him they, they changed the injury report to calves now so it's not just Both. calf it's oh calves. my
1: god <laughs> oh That's that was so brutal. embarrassing that I whole sequence f- was just embarrassing. I mean, the Chargers. Terod Taylor is not their future. Same thing I said about the Dolphins. If Herbert's healthy, you gotta let him play. Purpose not. Um, right, is he though? Like, what? What? What is ready? Like, you you seen Hard Knocks? You know he can throw that bitch. Like, mm.
0: I'm not convinced personally, but.
1: It is what it is. Story.
0: But I was impressed with Joe Burrow's like, like poise. You know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with the big games he's played in, like, oh, this is NFL week one. Like he just didn't right. seem faced. Like that, and that to me is the biggest thing because I had MAGA Mason like totally just like like you could see the fear in his eyes when like you would zoom in, when the cameras would zoom in on him, and like you could tell he was gonna he wanted to throw it, but he would hesitate, like, Burrow. He was cool, calm, collect. I mean, he he was meshing well with AJ Green. I wish he would have meshed a lot better with uh Boyd because I have a lot of shares of him. But or T Higgins, or, or Mixon. I'm, I'm surprised Mixon had a rough game. I'm sure. I'm sure Corey's licking his wounds after that that performance. After all the high all, all the Kool Aid he made me drink. Um And yeah, I I was impressed with with Burrell. Honestly, I I think the poise he showed there to almost have his team uh, go to possible overtime with the Chargers. I mean, hey, you, you can't – there's only so much you can expect from Burrow in year one considering he was drafted number one overall, and that just means that that whole team is in disarray or there's a lot of right. positional groups in disarray. But love it for them and for the Chargers. I, I just feel so sorry for them to lose Derwin James again, uh, like the heart and soul of that defense and a huge component of that team. Uh, that
1: was that was brutal. Yeah, no, I agree. They're definitely missing pieces. And you know Justin Herbert is going to be the starter at some point. He is their future. Um, but, yeah, I would have liked to have seen the Chargers win by a little more even, all things considered. I disagree with you. I don't think Joe Burrow looked that great throughout the whole game. However, that last drive to get them in field goal position did look like someone who is a 23-, 24-year-old rookie in the NFL. So, um, shouts out to him. I'm not a big Joe Burrow guy. I don't think his ceiling is that high. But I think we're going to see what we see right now is he's going to be a pretty – developed rookie, same thing with Baker Mayfield, they'll have a great rookie season. And then we'll see in year two, three, they're really not going to hit that ceiling just because it's not really there. So that's just kind of my take. I think the, I think if anyone can win the Oregon offensive lineman sweepstakes, it's, sweepstakes, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals because they have Jonah Williams uh, from Alabama, who was their pick last year, who was hurt. It's basically rookie season. If they can upgrade that offensive line and really get Joe Mixon and, you know, Giovanni Bernard or some other cat they get, you know, I think they can do a run – run heavy offense and really take the pressure off Joe Burrow. And that's where I see Joe Burrow having his most success in the NFL.
0: Like to take, man. Next we got the Arizona Cardinals going against the San Francisco 49ers, 24, 20 boy, did Hopkins get usage. I faded him in fantasy because I didn't think the usage was going to be there. And boy, was I wrong. Hopkins and Murray were phenomenal. Uh, I was very impressed with their chemistry early on, but I think that also is a a huge credit to Hopkins and his ability to adapt to whoever's throwing him the ball because if you look at the long list of Texans quarterbacks employed uh, for Houston, he's been catching a lot of uh, ducks and duds and all the other words you want to put for it. But Jimmy G couldn't get it done, man.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that surprised though because if even you look last year – for whatever reason, the Cardinals just have something against the Niners The Niners just struggle with the Cardinals. And now that the Cardinals actually have some players on offense, it it makes sense that they were going to win this game. I think the Cardinals probably won't see this much success throughout the whole season, but I think they'll exceed their win total in Vegas, which I want to say is like six and a half or like five and a half in Vegas. So, I think that they definitely exceed that total. I don't think they win the division or make the playoffs, but I also don't think the 49ers are as good as they were last year. I think they might suffer from the Jaguar syndrome where they kind of go almost, well, they they went all the way, but they didn't quite win. And, um, you know, I just think their team just has some weird chemistry. Uh, Colin Coward had them at number 10 in his herd hierarchy. I think that's pretty accurate right now until they get Debo Samuel fully healthy and Brandon Ayuk um, because. They I don't know if you saw too, they just signed my dynasty wide receiver, uh Muhammad Sinu today. So they obviously and they had George Kittle who's hurt. Jordan Reed is gonna probably um have to step up and be the number one if uh Kittle is not ready to go for this week's game. So there's just a lot there for the 49ers. I just think they're they're probably not gonna go back to the Super Bowl this year. That's just my ultimate take.
0: I don't think so either. I think this team uh is gonna ultimately struggle and yeah, uh, if you like, if you, you, some people might hate to see it. Some people might love to see it. All right, we're, we're one game away. Buccaneers Saints. Saints beat the Tampa Bay Brady's 34-23. Saints look fantastic. The right. Buccaneers looked anything but after that first drive. I mean, uh, there was going to be a transition period. I mean, you can't expect someone yeah. to just pick up a playbook so fast. So I'm sure all these jokes were thrown at Tom Brady's just – it's just a uh, repressed pain and memories of all the times that he hurt us. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to overreact on that. I had the Bucks winning the division. I still do. I still feel confident about that. I mean, look, uh, he is, he's getting older, but the poise and the veteran leadership, I think he'll, he'll get it together. But for the saints, what an impressive victory sucks that right. Mike Thomas has a an high ankle sprain might miss a couple of weeks. So Emmanuel Sanders and Jared cook time. And yeah, I, I Drew Brees had a, had a, a weird game. He, he, he didn't have a, a game up to his standards, but even with that, 34, uh, an 11 point victory, impressive.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, sorry, I, our, our group chat right now is just completely popping oh, no. off with the uh, Clippers news. Sorry, distracting me for a second. Um, so here's the thing about the, the Bucks, and I still think the Bucks are, um, sorry, my girlfriend's yelling in the other room. Sorry if you guys heard that. Um, uh, <laughs> So Tampa Bay. Because so here's the thing about Tom Brady is he he lives off of the running back short passes and passes underneath uh, under underneath which is why Godwin had such a high ADP fantasy value even higher than Mike Evans um, which I don't think will, will actually turn out that way but I really think he does need more time with the wide receivers and the running backs to really get what Tom is good at under his belt because if you look at the entire offensive line I mean. Look how Tristan works did against Cam Jordan. He got absolutely smoked. And I thought Tristan works was the best offensive line in this past class. Definitely the most athletic by far. Um, but the offensive line, top to bottom, Aldi Marpetta is the only offensive lineman who's even worth a damn on that team. So I think down the road, it's more likely this game would have been a three- or four-point game with the Saints winning. Saints looked really impressive. That defense looked absolute. That's how their first drive with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Saints defense was so, so stout. So shout-out to them. They're also projected to be like $70 over next year's cap if they do agree on that $175 million figure. So this is literally a make-it-or-bust season for the Saints. I also think that it might be impossible to bring back Drew Brees next season with what he's going to make and also what Taysom Hill is going to make. So – um, I, I I hate the Saints. I, I went to school down near New Orleans, and I wish nothing but ill will to the Saints. But they do look very very good, and I think I think that I think the uh Tampa the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to struggle out the gate. They might be two and two or three and three until they really catch like a seven game win streak. But I think it's there. It's just going to take time for them to really Leonard Fournette barely even played, man. Like it's just going to take time. Yeah. All right, we're going to Sunday night football. Los Angeles Rams. Are you ready to give up on the Cowboys? Are you ready? Are we ready to have the 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 really hard conversation that teams and I understand the Lakers get this a lot in big markets, or they have some shiny little effing star on their helmet that they get like hyped up. They get hyped up anytime the Lakers are like a one point favorite. It ends up getting effed up in Vegas because everyone throws their money on it and it shoots up to like a three-point favorite or whatever. That's just how it goes with the Dallas Cowboys. And for years and years and years, you're all the Super Bowl bound, the rosters, the best roster in the NFL, blah, 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 blah. Their offensive line is deteriorating. The offensive line that we talked about for you, the Raiders have a better offensive line than, than the Cowboys do. Tyron Smith is literally like one bad hit to his back to being gone. And that offensive line is completely over. Completely over. Well, when is Leo Collins going to play? Like, answer me that. Zeke looks slower every single year. Yeah, he had that amazing play. He made my Rams look stupid. But honest to God, look me in the eye and tell me that Ezekiel Elliott is just as dynamic as he was his rookie or his sophomore year. It's just not true. He's just not the same running back. Yes, he's still a great running back. I think he bulked up and he's trying to weather the storm for a whole season. But I don't – and 7-9, and 6-10, like I, I really think the Cowboys are so much – Further back than people are even willing to admit, you know how Jarwin, who's out for the year, you know how Van, uh, Little Nazi Boy, who's like out for a long time with the broken collarbone, they're they're not in a good position. They got beat by a Rams team that I've even said, as a Rams fan, is probably a wild card team at best, if not slightly missing the playoffs. And I really think now, in terms of the division, the Rams are probably that team who's going to make the wild card over over the Cowboys. And this is just. Textbook Cowboys, I mean, they drafted CeeDee Lamb. Great. He had, what, five receptions for 56 yards. Congratulations. You went and got a good wide receiver to make Dak Prescott look a little bit better. But you know what you didn't do? You didn't go out. You didn't get defensive players. You went and got Alden Smith. Great. He hadn't played football in five years, and he got one sack. That's great. Your defense, your defensive backfield, got worked by Jared Goff. So I I, I don't know what what people Perry needs to see about the Cowboys to just – realize that Dak is maybe worth 25 to $27 million per year. And they really need to have that conversation with him because if the Cowboys want to even be able to say they're a Super Bowl team next year, they're going to have to keep all these assets and they're just not going to. We've already seen it with uh Byron Jones being gone. They're def- oh, Trayvon Diggs, Perry's off the chat. Uh Trayvon Diggs, is t- it's going to take him a-, a while to be anywhere near where, where-, where he's a lockdown defender. So I'm over the Cowboys. The Rams are the actual team that has a good coach, that has stability. Yes, I think we gave it too much for Jalen Ramsey. But look at the pop he had. Look at the flair and finesse he has to get a late PI call on the offense. Like I don't see anyone on on Dallas Cowboys doing that. So I spoke my truth. I've never been high on the Cowboys. I think most of the Cowboys fans are actually high themselves um and not not gra- grounded in reality. You know, it's one of those and I, I understand he's okay with the Rams throwing money everywhere. Boy, if you got him like that, spend it. We got a five billion dollar stadium. It's your shit ass franchise anyway. So GTDFO, like congrats, <laughs> go pay Dak. The second you pay Dak, here's this window. Boom. Closed. Super Bowl done. Outside the fact that they're probably not gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Just just go have fun. Go go pay Dak. Congratulations. Like have a great day. I'm like <laughs> So annoying. Yes, please. As a Rams fan, please, let's sort of go fund me for Dak Prescott. And just like Jerry puts up the 35 and then we'll put up the extra five to round out your cap space. And and that'll be fine because they don't have to cut Zeke like we had to do with Todd Gurley. And then, you know, have fun drafting some dude from Florida State and starting Malcolm Brown. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what I have to say. I'm done with the oh, Cowboys. Thank you, it's,
0: thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm kind of, da- I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with the Cowboys. But it's more of a personal vendetta because they really screwed my parlay. And then Corey, and then Corey, no, Christian keeps on reminding me, why'd you put it on the Cowboys? I don't know. It's too late. I, it got passed to me. I, I took it. uh what a brutal. Loss, you can't man.
1: let Perry talk you into making decisions you know are not good for yourself, and that's. Betting on the Cowboys, especially you saw Vegas. What were they like? A two and a half point favorite. The Cowboys were, and then slowly it went down and down, and they were even, and the Rams won one and a half. Because people know the Cowboys ain't shit. Especially they could go down to Oxnard and have their cute little training camp. You know, you see what you get. And their offensive line is deteriorating. Their window's closing. Literally, as the words come out of my mouth, the Super Bowl window for the Cowboys are in, is ending. I had nothing
0: to that decision, I mean, obviously. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys early on, it looked like, you know, I was like, all right, this this offense is really starting to rev it up, and then it just kind of stalled. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Watching that Rams team, that up-tempo offense, the screens, all the stuff that made them so successful two seasons ago, that was great to see. I mean, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers – that was a duo. I, I know Cam Akers didn't get as many touches and Malcolm Brown was obviously the better runner, but that team like they look like they could be like a threat in that NFC West because they didn't last year. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they were a team that just couldn't play. And I just saw something different from this team. They went back to, to what was working. And I mean, Robert Woods was, was a man on a mission. Cooper cup had a quiet game, but Cooper cup had a quiet game and they still won a, a very, um, uh, convincing victory I mean and look even though you and I had a little argument which by the way don't ever call me Sean Payton ever again I'm just going to address that right here don't ever call me Sean Payton again or I'm going to call you <laughs> Michael Thomas with that shit but he he sold it and at the end of the day that's all you got to do all that's- the flopping and stuff they do in the NBA at the end of the day they're doing it to win it's a part of the game You if you like it you don't it's winning football it is what it is and me by definitely. the way
1: he definitely threw his shit out there. Like, he, it, it was definitely out there. was enough there to where it made you think. And then Ramsey, but I'm gonna like tell I tell you,
0: I was not one of the people that said that's the reason why the Cowboys lost. The Cowboys I'm, lost because they
1: get in their own head. Like, I do because that
0: offense stalled and Mike McCarthy put his nuts on the table, decided to go for it on fourth down. CeeDee Lamb didn't write or didn't run a deep enough Four. route. Is what it is. I thought, I
1: thought I thought Jason Garrett was out and the bad play calling was, was done in Dallas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Guess oh, I was man. wrong. <laughs> now, next game, a very near and dear and special game to me. The Pittsburgh Steelers going against the New York Football Giants 26, 16. And my boy Juju Smith Schuster came back with Big Ben. And boy, did it look great. Which, by the way, statistically, he was a lot better than um, with Big Ben, obviously. You know, he he doesn't have that, like, alpha mentality, like you said on the panel, that, you know, he hasn't shown the ability to be that number one guy on his own. But you know what? As long as Big Ben is there and and, and the numbers are there, I mean, he had a great game. And
1: they're playing the Giants. <laughs> Who got doesn't rid matter. They're starting quarterback, <laughs> a quarterback like a week ago.
0: So uh, maybe he shouldn't be pointing his gun at people. Do you, you think about that?
1: That's, hey, hey! Do they know they were playing? Read that. That's know. my answer to you on that. <laughs> Let's see. Juju had a great game. Losing Zach Banner is going to be big for you guys. I was really happy uh, to see him I'm practice starting lineup. You. He he
0: is a fan favorite. He's just so much fun. He's, he's, oh, yeah. just, he's just a, a fan favorite guy. Yeah, I'm so sad to see that happen. I mean, he 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 yeah. literally was cut by the Colts. Came to the Steelers practice squad. Worked his way up. Brutal to see it happen that way. But with the Giants. Right. Daniel Jones continues to show flashes of like that, having that draft capital being in that first round pick, but he puts the ball on the ground a little too much. Like that's, he's just trying to to make plays happen. Uh, Perry's boy Slayton had a hell of a game with Tate out Uh, Evan Ingram, by the way, Christian Evan Ingram cost me three, cost me three games in fantasy i should have gone 14 and 4 i went 11 and 7 so evan ingram uh, we need we we need to have a personal talk regarding what your production is going to be moving forward because that's not acceptable well
1: that's why i had to take mike josecki off of my taxi squad because hey mike evans not not playing slap on the ass might be josecki time next week who knows dynasty live unwrapped fantasy i know you guys are excited to hear it
0: in a in in a, in a dynasty, because I, I, of injuries, I start, I started Hawkinson
1: as a flex, so that worked out for me. <laughs> I, I will say though, Benny Snell is giving me Le'Veon Bell vibes in the way he. Plays. Oh, I
0: love it! I love like Benny
1: Snell. I'm, he, I'm sorry, like Benny Snell is the running back. Like it, it's James Conner's done. I'm sorry. I'm, he, they do not run the same. Benny Snell is infinitely more explosive. I'm sorry.
0: Yes. Give me all the Benny Snell love. Just keep on doing it, um, Connor. I, I, I'm just hoping he comes back. I I'll be honest with you, man. I, I really just want to see him get back to how he played pri- pre prior to all those injuries. But again, it's been a, it's been a rough two seasons in terms of injuries for him. But uh, definitely want to give a huge uh, notch shout out to the Giants offensive line for making uh, Ben Roethlisberger so the leading bad. rusher on the Giants. Um. Poor Saquon. Saquon was fresh, frustrated out there. I know they, they spent draft capital, the first round pick on was it Andrew Thomas out of uh, Georgia? Believe that. Say that one more time. Uh, the Giants drafted offensive tackle yes. from uh, Andrew? It. It's Andrew Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean they definitely made the attempt to kind of build that offensive line, but boy, was that offensive line atrocious. I
2: he needs I felt bad I mean, for
0: Saquon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as a I mean, Penn State fan, I want to see him feed.
1: Big Ben had more rushing yards than Saquon yesterday.
0: You know? Uh, I wish I could put that meme up right now. Come on, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Stop. You,
1: you, I need to call Child Protective Services because you abuse that meme. It needs to get repossessed. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep on posting it forever. <laughs> <laughs> At your funeral, I'm going to put that. I hate you.
0: This is, is going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> Uh, but honestly great win by the Steelers for the Giants. I, I didn't have them as a playoff team or anything like that. I think they're still they're still building. So I mean they made it a game. I mean, it, it was it was close at times in that first half, so and even into the third quarter. But yeah, very happy to see Big Ben and his uh, bionic arm doing well. Second half of the Monday night football slate. We have the Broncos and the Titans. Titans get a nail biter 16-14 and poor
1: it should not have been that way though not even Steven close.
0: Gostowski. I- I'm going to be honest with you Steven Gostowski screwed my my buddy my buddy he's he's on he's on that the the boogie site with um the one that we're on with uh, Matt. he put money on uh Tennessee to to win with in the spread with a uh in a parlay that didn't cover and he bet on the Titans to be up by three at halftime. And Gostowski missed that second field goal as time expired. Oh, Stephen Gostowski, I'm so sorry. I'm about to apply for your job.
1: So here is a fun fact. He entered that game as the fifth most accurate kicker of all time. He left that game the eighth most accurate kicker of all time. So in one game, he dropped he dropped three all-time spots. three t- Three spots on the all-time list. That is, that is insane. Hor- horrible. They only did it screw me out of a bet, but it just makes the Titans look worse and it makes the Broncos look better. Drew Locke, I hate to admit it, but Corey was right. He did not look very good last night. I still think he is very electric, I think, getting uh court. And Sutton back will be really great, shoring up that offensive line. But can, do we notice that Melvin Gordon not only looked a lot thinner, but was very, very explosive. I'm very sorry to see uh, Philip Lindsay getting turf toe, but, man, Melvin Gordon looked like he did a couple of – that holdout and you know that whole kind of mental course correction was great for him. He looks like he is definitely back.
0: Yeah, no, it, it was a great game for Melvin Gordon on the ground. I mean, no, no fan seems to be that that guy for uh, Drew Locke besides Sutton in terms of the the passing game. I'm still gonna ride high on Locke's coattails. Uh, I still, you know, I, there was there was moments that he impressed me. There was moments where I was really disappointed. And he's a young quarterback. He's still maturing, so. I'm going to take my lumps on, on some of the plays that he uh, shouldn't have made, and I'm going to uh, take my uh, my praise for the some of the plays that he did impress on. But for the Titans, man, your boy Derek Henry, man, he, uh, how do he do for you fantasy-wise?
1: Yeah, he ended up with, like, 17 points. I mean, he had 30 carries for 110 yards, and he had three receptions for 15, which busted because I took the total reception yards at 15 and a half. And he, uh I was hoping for a stat correction or something, you know, but it is what it is. He hit, there was a 96 and a half was his uh, total rushing yards. And he exceeded that by just a little bit. Um, it did take the last drive though, for him to, to actually go over that mark. But you got to realize that Denver, I mean, Vic Fangio is a defensive minded guy and the Denver Broncos always play the, uh, the tights very close. It had been five years since the tights had beaten the Broncos. So um you know, Gitas uh, Gaskowski, whatever his trash last name is, he, he really effed this game up royally. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him and try to move on. But the Titans have had kicker problems for a while. Um or sorry, in the last like uh, year with the end of the Ryan suck up when he was injured. Um five been eighteen so, last
0: year in field goal kicking.
1: <laughs> um, there was a couple years ago he wasn't he wasn't that bad of a kicker. So um they definitely they're like the Chicago Bears a couple years ago with their kicker in Tampa Bay as well like they just need to get that shirt up because the whole Titans offense is just you know grinding out the clock getting down there and just the fact of the matter is with Ryan Tannehill a lot of those drives are going to end up in field goals so they really need to get a guy in there who can hammer home like a, I think 30 or 40 yard field goal which is not asking for a lot but it just seems like it actually is down in the NF so um you know it just is what it is. It was a great game, a great game to, to round up the end of that Monday because, like we said, in actuality, the Titans probably should have won by like 15 points. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even want to count all the missed field goals and PATs, but um, it should have been a lot uh, wider of a margin. But it That's was still exciting. Points. It came down to the wire, which was fun.
0: Yeah. They, they theoretically they should have won 26 14 if all those went through, which would have put a, li- a lot less stress on them. Um, but that yeah, is yeah, I think that field week.
1: position too, because when you miss a field goal, you're in very shitty field position. Very typically. true,
0: very true. So that's our recap of week one. By the way, this next segment here, uh, it's going to be a uh, Corey's Corner. He is the third member of our podcast, but him being in Australia, the time difference is a little tough. So this is where he'll be doing his uh, little rants uh, of the week, his thoughts. Uh, this week, being our first week, it's not going to be on the live show. It'll be on the recorded podcast version, so definitely go
2: check that out. Welcome to the first edition of Corey's Corner. What is it with these so-called Patriot fans who disrespecting Cam Newton, the former MVP on this team? I'm tired of it. They're obviously not Patriot fans. They're Brady fans. And I get it. Brady's brought championships to the Patriots. Yes, he has. But we do have another guy on the team that has a lot of say when it comes to championships. That's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, we always say, in BB we trust. Yet these so-called fans are going out here and disrespecting Cam Newton and telling him to do this and do that and change his hair, change his attitude. His attitude's great. He's one of the... He's been one of the most... You know, model citizens in the NFL, in the community. Go do your research. Go listen to the Cam Chronicles on a ringer. Do do yourself a favor. All right, stop disrespecting this man. Where are those haters t- this week? I don't hear any of them, okay? They were very loud last week. Oh, the Patriots going to go 5-11. The Patriots are tanking. When's the last time the Patriots tanked in Bill Belichick's career in New England? Yeah, it doesn't exist because he's not a tanker. He's not going to quit. No one on this Patriots team is going to just roll over. They're trying their best to win a championship. Whether you believe it or not, Cam Newton is that guy. They need to re-sign him today, tomorrow, the next day. They need to get it done now. You know know who looked like a 43-year-old quarterback this week? Yeah, Tom Brady looked like a 43-year-old quarterback. Guess where he's not anymore? New England. You know what we do in New England? We win. If you don't like it, don't stay a fan. Go to Tampa Bay. Shoot the pirate guns. Do whatever you want to do. But if you're following the players, follow the players. Say that you're a fan of Tom Brady. I'm not a Patriot fan because I don't want to hear it anymore. This guy, Cam Newton, deserves the respect. a little dead
0: space in there so I can put it in there. Uh, so that was Corey's Corner. Uh, next week, Good Christian job, will hear it and we'll react on it. Yeah, yeah, Corey, that was great. Yeah, damn great job,
1: man. That was the best segment I've ever heard from you.
0: Yes, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, real quick, we're gonna do our quick hits for week two. We're gonna uh, keep track of it. Um am uh, we'll, we'll organize in our group chat a, l- a little, a little bit of a bet. You know who who gets uh, uh, who has the best record at the end of the season.
1: We should do a little pot. Everyone put in like twenty five. You know. Yeah, for then, sure. Yeah, uh, like I like that. So let's let's roll through it. I'll. Uh, I guess I'll start this. Browns versus Bengals. Uh, Browns are going to win this one. This is a must-win for Baker Mayfield. I really think like his entire like future in Cleveland is now a game-by-game basis because of what happened. The Ravens are going to be their main competition. Yes, I know you like the Steelers in that division, but in reality, young quarterback, they're the most comparable team. In reality, uh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> browns browns take this one but i think it's close i think more questions from baker arise
0: all right we already had a we're, we're already at a difference i have the bengals bengals are going to win this game shit is going to hit the fan and odell's going to be a patriot at some point this season
1: i would i would hope so that'd be great for my fantasy team um uh, mine week too two?
0: well <laughs> um, hold on, hold on Corey, uh, cory had the browns so he, he got me his pick so i could announce them
1: live oh okay i'm sorry I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, i'll let you take the lead good dog
0: All right, and then uh, next game we have the New York football Giants against the Bears. I'm going with the Bears. That offensive line against that defense, no thanks. Give me uh, trouble Trubisky on this one.
1: Yeah, I I just – I have a hard time getting behind the Giants in any kind of form or fashion, so I'm going to fire up the Bears as well. I think Trubisky looks good for another week because there's just no one back there. Uh, Free Allen Robinson too. I think someone who could also end up uh, on the Patriots this year
0: that would be that'd be great for my fantasy team too uh next game we have is the Los Angeles Rams against the Philadelphia Eagles you know what I'm gonna roll with the hot hand the the, the team that looked complete off off the bat and that's who's got
1: Aaron Donald please 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 show me that person on the Eagles team oh Kelsey yeah nice.
0: Yeah no yeah yeah it's it's gonna be the Eagles so I I mean excuse me the Rams I'm sorry I misspoke the Rams the Rams the Rams the Rams the Rams the Rams the Rams, the Rams, the Rams all right who you, and I'm I'm assuming you you got the Rams yes yes child Corey Corey also has the Rams too next game we have the Falcons Cowboys oof I am gonna roll I didn't,
1: I didn't you go first.
0: I am gonna roll with the Falcons on this one. I think uh, the the season is gonna is gonna uh, be kind of start on that zero and two mark. The NFC East is gonna be a nasty one with two of their uh, top two finishers starting the season off zero and two. I think this Fal- Falcons passing offense is going to make Diggs look like he probably should have been drafted later, and that's just that's just a reference. <laughs>
1: I am going to I am gonna, I am gonna uh, fade you, and I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I just think they're a better team, and I think it's more likely the Falcons start 0-1-2 uh, than the Cowboys.
0: And Corey also has the Cowboys, so that's that's already a couple differences to kind of separate us early on. Uh, next game, we have the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I'm going to roll with the Buccaneers on this one. I don't expect it to be a pretty yeah. game by any stretch of the imagination, but Panthers, I uh, can't trust them. Not, not that yeah, I can trust I think the Bucs that a- hard.
1: No, but I think this is going to be one of those tune-up games for Tom Brady. I think that they'll. this will be kind of like practice. I know Tom had that a couple years ago saying like even with preseason, game one, two, and three are basically like their preseason because they don't get to play a lot. So like I said, tune-up game, Bucks win this one easy. I could see them struggling with the spread whatever it comes out to, especially if it's like nine and a half or, or like 13 and a half. But I think the Bucks win this one easy.
0: Yes, Corey also has the Bucks as well. Next we have the 49ers at the Jets. 49 I
1: mean, yeah, yeah, that's even though Travis I mean, Kelsey, I think they walk him. There's
0: no need to go too deep into this. Uh Corey also has the 49ers as well. Next, oh we got we got Drew Lock and the Broncos going against the Steelers. I'm rolling with my Steelers on this one.
1: I think the Broncos actually turn it up and really get in your head and win this game.
0: Okay. And Corey also has the Steelers. All right. It's another one. I, li- I like this. I like this. Uh, next, we have the Jaguars and the Titans. You know what? I'm going to roll with an upset. I'm going to go Jaguars on this one.
1: Oh, no. I, I don't think that there is enough stability for the Jaguars to beat a team that is really starting to get pretty seasoned with, with their play style, and that is the Titans. I, I take them in this one.
0: Oh, Corey's got the Jags too. All right. All right. Wow, you guys are <laughs> trash. Okay. Too many <laughs> Chumanias. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right, Mike Thomas. All right. Uh, next we have the Lions and the Packers. Give me angry, give me angry Aaron all day of the week in this matchup.
1: I think it's Aaron, but it's gonna be close. The Lions and the Packers always have really good duels. So I see this one being like a 21-17 or a 24-21 finish.
0: All right, and Corey also has the uh, Packers next game. Bills Dolphins as much as I want to say, this is going to be a Fitz magic game. I think Fitz tragic is still going to be under center for this week. Uh, (laughs) I'm going with the bills on this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's the, I'm honestly kind of upset that Miami got rid of Josh Rosen as quickly as they did. I think that he could have benefited from um, just being in their organization, but the Dolphins need to focus more of their energy on Tua anyway. So um, I think the Bills win this one easy, but I think the Dolphins actually. Uh, I think it's gonna be. I think Josh Rosen struggles, and it's a little bit closer than we think it is.
0: Next game, we got the Minnesota Vikings going against the Indianapolis Colts. Dalvin Cook's gonna be cooking because Colts uh, are not stepping on nobody this week. Oof,
1: I think the Colts actually win this one. I think that they get a bounce back win. I think Philip Rivers actually throws for four touchdowns, maybe one interception, and that running game actually takes off.
0: Corey also has his Homer Viking, so that was a little biased pick, I'm sure. Next game, we got the Washington football team going against the Arizona Cardinals. Murray Hopkins connection all day. I, I think Washington's going to make this a game, but I'm going Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I don't think Washington makes this a game. I think it's more likely than not that they actually get blown out. So I think the Cardinals roll onto a two and up start over the waste management.
0: Washington. Ooh, Corey's got the Washington football team in this one. All right. You see, I, of course he does. I, I, I like the fact that we have differing picks because at least it's not just going to be all of us <laughs> just taking the same damn <laughs> it, team. Some
1: of us know football and some of us don't. Corey, Corey says nice things. They're interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait till he hears this part. Uh, Ravens, Texans, Lamar Ravens Jackson, role, big man. trust, big trust. And Corey has them as well. Uh, next, Chiefs against the Chargers at Mahomes. Come on, Chiefs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially with Derwin James not being there, it's going to be a slugfest. In inter- it's going to be a track meet, but it's going to be one sided. It could be like forty-one to sixteen Chiefs. It's not going to be close.
0: Ooh, this next game. I wonder if Corey's homerness is going to come out in this one. It's Patriots Seahawks Sunday Night Football. I'm sorry. Give me Russell Wilson in this matchup. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I would like to see Jamal Adams lay the boom on Cam Newton. Although Cam gets up safely and is not hurt, uh, I would like to see a legion of of boom play because you know Cam's going to have to run the ball to beat the Seattle Seahawks. They just don't have the offensive talent around him to, 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 to have him sit back there and throw it.
0: Shocking, Corey went with the pats. For those of you who don't know, Corey is a wow. Patriots fan, just for allegiances. Christian is a Rams fan, I am a Steelers fan. If I didn't make it obvious on the live stream with all my black and yellow memorabilia, Cheerio. you better wash your mouth, Mike Thomas. Well, I was gonna change your name to Mike Thomas after calling me Sean Payton. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> you were triggered, bro. No, I was. I, I was just it. Like, it was a pass interference, but all right, we're <laughs> gonna fight. I was going to comment <laughs> the Mike Thomas thing because uh, because now we're talking about Saints next. I was going to comment the Mike Thomas thing, but I was driving home. And you know how, like, you, you if you wait too long to respond back, then it looks like you thought w- about what you said and it's corny. I was like, nah, I can't say it now. Christian won this one. <laughs> I'm the shit-talking uh, world X- champion. <laughs> Monday Night Football, we got the New Orleans Saints going against the Raiders. As much as I love Josh Jacobs, give me the Saints in this one.
1: Yeah. Saints are going to roll them. I think just like the Ravens, they're going to be a team with a lot of regular season wins and they're going to head into the playoffs really hot.
0: All right. And Corey also had the Saints. So that wraps up this episode of NFL unwrapped. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for joining me on this one. I'm so glad to be co-hosting this with you. but, I mean, chemistry-wise, I'm so glad just because I feel like uh, I can't wait to, to set you up to just alley-oop on uh, the Cowboys anytime they have a bad game. <laughs> right. Or
1: Corey. He's standing in the paint. You can just, um, you know, I'll give it to him because I'm a better uh-huh. hooper than Corey, obviously.
0: If, if if Sunday Night Football doesn't go, Corey's away. We, we might have some fun on this episode. Um, But that wraps it up for this episode of NFL Unwrapped. Uh Quick heads up. Uh, Be sure to follow NFL Unwrapped on Twitter. We do uh, live episodes, you know, doing post-game recaps on Monday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night football. We have Sunday game pregame show. Just go ahead and follow. Turn on the post notifications or just turn on the live notifications so you don't miss a single bit of content. And Corey, I mean Perry just jumps in. No Michael Thomas make a difference in this game. No, Perry. That will be just fine. Oh, look. Look at Perry. Thank you, Perry. Thank you for the great episode, guys, Comment, awesome. I appreciate that. Awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely be sure to uh, have, follow NFL Unwrapped. Also follow underscore Alex Valdez I post player props daily. Uh, Christian fades me all the time when I'm winning, but he goes with me when I'm in a cold streak. So he's got to f- figure out a different way. I just went 5-1 on the Heat uh, Celtics game in terms of player props, and I had the, the Heat money line. So put some respect on my gambling name. Uh, but, Christian, mm-hmm. anything you want to shout out?
1: You know, man, I just want to shout out all the people at the Unwrapped Sports Network, man. You guys make everything here possible and you make my job infinitely easier. You know, I'll plug my real estate, go to www.scoutpads.com. If you're any investing needs, man, that's what I work on, but really go into the, if you like the sports, man, go into the Unwrap Sports Network. There's so many great people we have that put out such great content, man. Like I, I, Caleb at Noel Skinner. I mean, you have just – everyone, bro, puts out great stuff. So head over to our website too and uh, you know, click on the affiliate tab and really go through it and uh, show some love on Twitter.
0: Yes, and also a quick last-minute shout-out to Sportscaster, uh, one of the of platforms that we uh, use for – I've tagged – I've put them for every single one of NFL and Raps, uh, uh content is going to be on that site so definitely be sure to go on there look for the usn and just follow everybody in that network we are constantly streaming constantly uh getting you guys the pulse of the sports world uh but again thank you christian for joining me and shout out to Corey for uh Corey's corner and putting in the work in even though he is uh 13
1: hours ahead of us from down on uh
0: <laughs> all right thanks man
1: all right have a good night